Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Celtics Podcast. All things Celtics. Isaiah. For three. All things green. I got the ball. All things NBA. He believes that he can be a very special player. The Celtics Podcast starts now. Here's WEEI.com's Mike Petralia. Welcome back to another edition of the Celtics Podcast brought to you by JBL on WEEI.com. My name is Mike Petralia at Trags, T-R-A-G-S. I am joined as always by Young Ben. That would be Ben Kitchen, the outstanding executive producer of the Dale and Holly program. Afternoons on WEEI between 2 and 6. Ben, let's get right to it. Uh, The biggest news of the week involved Isaiah Thomas and Justice Winslow on Sunday night with about uh, just about three minutes to go. Isaiah Thomas threw a right elbow as uh, Winslow was closing out on defense out on the three-point line and gave uh, Winslow a very nasty gash. He was thrown out of the game. A flagrant two foul called on Isaiah Thomas uh, for the uh, elbow when he had the ball up above his head. And uh, Isaiah Thomas couldn't believe it. It happened right in front of the Celtics bench. Brad Stevens could not believe it. And the news on Tuesday, just moments before we started taping this. Well, hold on. Let's be honest. Uh, no, full disclosure in a bit, but you're, you're interrupting my great flow here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the NBA has downgraded it from a, uh, a flagrant two to a flagrant one, and that affects Isaiah Thomas going forward. They did that for bookkeeping purposes so he doesn't get penalized going forward for this. But it's certainly you can't go back and change time and go back in time. And, and, you know, fortunately, the Celtics were able to hold on and win that game. Had they lost that game because he was out and it was a close ball game and Marcus Smart had to fill in for Isaiah Thomas at the end. Boy, would the Celtics have been pissed. Yeah, they would have gotten screwed. I mean, they still kind of got screwed to begin with. Now, Full disclosure. Yes. You and I recorded this podcast about 25 minutes ago. We sure did. And then as we go back to our respective offices, we both sit down on our computers. I walk back over to you and I go, the league just downgraded it from a two to a one. You did that with your cell phone. You were on a conference call and you did that with your cell phone (laughs) in your ear and going, the league just changed it to a I'm like, oh, great, we're going to re-record this. Yeah, because I was bitching to the NBA in the last, in the version you will never hear. It'll be gone from the ether very soon. (laughs) You'll never hear it. But I bitched about how it was a flagrant two. It should have been a flagrant one. We had this full discussion about that. So I now I can change my tune a little bit and say the league did the right thing here. It shouldn't have been a flagrant two. It should have been a flagrant one from the beginning. And we had this talk about intent and everything. Okay. And and that's how you kind of gauge whether it's a two or one. And I think the refs, you brought up this great point about how Bill Belichick talks about how you the refs cannot judge intent. They have to go Correct. by the letter of the law, which is right in that instance. When it comes to the NBA and the flagrant fouls, flagrant fouls are about intent, though. They are. They are, but if you have blood streaming down the cheek, you point out any NBA official in the league, it's like hockey, and we brought this up uh, in the version you'll never hear, yeah. but you're responsible for your stick in hockey. You're responsible for your elbows 
in basketball when, right. you're, when you're swinging them around. Now, was he, th- there was clearly no malice on the part of Isaiah Thomas to injure Justice Winslow Agreed. in this game. Agreed. None, I, I think he, and even Winslow admitted this after the game. Yeah. He wasn't trying to hurt me. I got up, it, got up on him in a closeout situation on a three-pointer. Didn't want him firing off something uncontested there. That happens. And I, I take that into consideration, and clearly the league did as well, yeah. that the intent was not there to injure the player. However, when you see blood rolling down the cheek and there's a gash on the guy's face, you're going to err on the side of caution, and in this case, protecting the safety of the player who was injured. And every time they go to the monitors and go back to Sea Caucus or however the hell you, because I, I get it confused Secaucus. with Sea Caucus. It's not Sea Conk. That's here in Massachusetts. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I get it confused with the two. Like I can't pronounce it correctly because I'm an idiot. But don't give me that look, Trags. Disapproving fatherly look. I was out look. the door when you called me and said, "Hey, by the way, did you hear what the league just did?" I didn't, I didn't say it like that. No, you whispered it like this because you were on a conference call. I know. I was multitasking. Yeah, you were. I wanted to make sure, this, anyway, I to make sure I, I this podcast you. was as updated as possible and that it is good as possible. And, and for that, I <clears> appreciate So I dragged you. your ass back in here. For that, uh, Ben, and we're having a better flow between us right now yeah. than the first time when yeah. I was umming and awing and had about four to five seconds of dead spe- dead air. And, I, and after our initial podcast uh, recording, I said, yeah, can you go back in there and clip out those five to seven seconds of really awkward silence yes, where I didn't I know what I was saying? And I did. I appreciate that. Better. So um, anyway, yeah, I, I think the league did the right thing here. Uh, um, this is one of the things I think the NBA does get right fairly often when they have to yeah. retroactively go back and be like, eh, nah, they got it wrong. The NBA does this better than anybody else. Okay, I think the NBA will not tell you that their officials got it wrong. I think what the NBA will tell you is that after further consideration and evidence and speaking to the players involved afterward, yeah. we've uh, modified the ruling on the court. We want, And they would probably tell you this because I don't have not seen, uh, you know, and I do follow NBA PR, on Twitter, but I have not seen uh, them indicate that they have talked to the officials mm-hmm. uh, with regard to the. I'm sure they did, uh, but I would expect the NBA to declare or issue some type of statement saying there has been a clarification. We understand that there was no intent involved, yeah. but our officials did the right thing at the time because they have to judge based on the evidence before them, which was the video Isaiah's elbow hitting and striking Justice Winslow in the cheek, causing blood to run down, we still stand behind our officials. That's what I would expect them to do. You're probably absolutely right about that, and I don't really care about how they spin it PR-wise. It doesn't matter to me as long as you get the call right. And the NBA did the right thing, and they got the call right and went back and changed Going it. Going forward, though, uh, you would not like to see them d- repeat that, though. That's your no. point. Your point is I don't want the officials kicking out the best player on the court and affecting the outcome of a game that the Celtics... Any player on the court. Right, but especially a player of his magnitude. Yeah. In a situation where the Celtics are now 15-12, and 12, they got the win, they've won two straight, and uh, they're fighting for their lives in, in the Eastern Conference. Brad Stevens said this before the game on Friday night. Uh, he said, look... We told you at the beginning of the season in, in training camp, and we're going to repeat. I'm going to repeat it now. We're just as close to tenth place as we are to third, and that is probably a theme that's going to continue throughout the season. And that's why this game in Miami was so important, and why losing I- Isaiah Thomas could have really been 
a much more controversial um, happening had uh, the Celtics not won the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's so many other things we need to talk about. So many other things. And, and you talked to me about this before. So, I, And, and I want to kind of mull over these things with you right now talking about it. Celtics need a real ballsy inside player. You're not going to argue with that. No, <laughs> I've been saying that for a long time. So the question is, uh, if they don't go out and get somebody like, let's say, the Oklahoma City Thunder aren't giving up Stephen Adams. No, but you're a Stephen Adams type, a tough rim protector. So do they need to go out? I don't think the Miami Heat really is going anywhere. Do they need to make a play for Hassan Whiteside? I would love them to. You but- see what his numbers were on Sunday night? I have him up in case you're, you know, fumbling through. Um, 23.17 rebounds? Yes, and uh, only two offensive rebounds. But he got to the line nine times, only made the five three throws. But they need that's what they need. They need a physical guy who can pound on the inside. I love Amir Johnson, but not as a physical force underneath. They, you know. Amir as your backup four isn't bad. He, he had four rebounds in that game. So, if you if you put the top two players in that front court, the tall, the, the two players I would consider their classic low post players because I don't consider Jay Crowder a, a true low post player. No, no, no absolutely not. Right. So you've got four rebounds from Amir Johnson and seven from Al Horford. You've got seventeen from Hassan Whiteside. So that. Together, Amir Johnson and Al Horford had six fewer rebounds than Hassan Whiteside. That's bad. That's really bad. And against the crappy Miami team, that is really, again, going nowhere and made up, cut into a thir- what a 25-point lead, a 22-point lead down to four in the closing moments. And fortunately, Al Horford made a couple of jump shots. And that was great. And Marcus Smart came up big late in that game. Mm-hmm. You have to give Absolutely. Him, definitely give him credit for that. Um, but... Against good teams, the Celtics, I just don't see it, Ben. They don't have a prayer of really advancing if they don't fix that up. Oh, they need to fix it very quickly. I don't know if you can get Whiteside. I think they kind of want to build around Whiteside down there. However, he is 27 years old already. So do you want to completely do a rebuild? I look at that team. I don't like that team at all. They don't like Drogic. They don't want him around anymore. Um, They'd like to get rid of him because of all the money he makes. Whiteside makes a boatload of money, which I'm okay with. However, I, I don't think the money is the issue. No, I, no. I don't really I, either. Danny doesn't care. But, I, look. but but let me throw a name at you that's probably far more attainable than Hassan Whiteside. However, he is in the division, and he is clearly without a position. Brian Colangelo came out with the 76ers. Yeah, said, I know we're not, where you're We're not benching now. him. We're Nerland's just trying to figure Noel. out what his role is in Nerland's Noel. Right. I could You could get him perceivably for a lot less than you could get for Whiteside, I have a lot more questions about Nerlens Noel than I would Hassan and Whiteside. Well, yeah, and I don't, I don't trust Nerlens Noel in what capacity? Health, for, number one. Okay, and number two, I don't think he has the NBA reps, and he's been on a shitty team, yeah, uh, with a shitty record, and I think that's a problem, and I think the attitude might be an issue. Certainly, he could have. A rebirth in Boston, and certainly his career—he could find a whole new level of motivation with his career yeah. in the right atmosphere with Brad Stevens, and certainly in a, on a team that has a lot 
bigger, uh, has more, much more ambition for going deeper in the playoffs than the 76ers, who have no ambition of going anywhere right now. I'm not as worried about Hassan, uh, Nerland's Noel's attitude issues because if you get playing time, a lot of times that can cure that. You know, it doesn't I, I, cure it with and cousins. That's a fair point, Ben. I, but, I get that, but I still, I I see him as really a one-dimensional player. Yeah, but they kind of need that dimension, don't they? No, I don't think they need shot blocking and rim protection as much as they do the physical force and the pounding um, and the rebounding uh, that I think somebody like a bigger body would give you. Well, Nerlens Noel. You're right about the rebounding. The rebounding is Nerlens absolutely Noel the Noel is a t- is a big without the size. I'm not I'm not in love with those kind of players. I think he's too one dimensional. That's why I'm not. I, I just don't. I, okay, would well, it help? Let me let me throw some stats. Maybe, at you. but I think. He'd be a little bit tougher version of Kelly Olenek, who can't shoot nearly as well. Okay, let me throw some stats at you real quick. Yeah. Not including this season, but the previous two seasons for Nerland's Noel. Averaged 8.1 rebounds per game in under 30 minutes a game. Okay. You know what my answer to that is? We talked about the Celtics rebounding stats from uh, Who else is going to rebound for the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, last year they had Jaleel Okafor to also rebound, who's not a good rebounder. but No. I mean, you're saying, well, great. He's a, a he's the he was the only rebounder on a crappy team. I would expect him to put up those Will numbers. Will you stop making me look bad? <laughs> no, but I mean that's my argument to that. Okay, he definitely led the league, led the team in rebounding at, with Okafor behind him at seven. Great, I would. That's pretty bad. If you're, you're gonna right, ask, that's pretty bad. If you're gonna ask me of those two players who I'd rather have, it's no question, it's Okafor, without a doubt. But I, he's not available, perceivably. Well, do you I think, think he is? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, think I, anybody on that on that team is available. Do you I, think Embiid's available? Yes. I think anybody, given how tumultuous that organization is, and they're still finding their way through until Ben Simmons comes back uh, from his foot injury, I think anybody's available. I do. I mean, if Joel Embiid's available, wouldn't you go get him? Yes, I would. He is the player that I think I would want more than anybody else. Any other big on that roster? You? Oh, of all their bigs? Yes. I just don't see him being as available, probably being far more expensive than Nerlens Noel would be. I look at Nerlens Noel as a guy you don't have to give up much for. Okay, let's change gears a little bit here. Okay. All right. Uh, There's a team the Celtics are playing on Tuesday night, the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. Love them. And there is one player. We each have our favorite player on that team. And mine would be... uh, a big in Zach Randolph. Yeah. I love, love, love Zach Randolph. And he's Zach not Randolph. and he's not tall, but he is no, he's nasty. Six, he's six nine. No, he's six nine, right. But he's nasty. Yeah. And he is what that uh, that is a guy I would be very excited to see the Celtics get. You, on the other hand, would love to see if they could ever pry him away. I know from the Grizzlies? Yes. Marcus Hall. Right. Uh, without a doubt. I I love Marcus Hall. I Marcus Hall doesn't get enough rebounds for me. That's part of my problem with him. Right. He should, especially a guy who's, what, 7-1 and a big body at that. Mm-hmm. He should get a lot more rebounds than he does. But Zach Randolph, uh, who leads that team in rebounds per game at just over 8, just more, barely more than Nerlens Noel did the last two years, 8.2. But Zach Randolph, his ability to score even at 35 years old in the low post still impresses me. He's got the old man game that I love Ugh. to watch. I just think 
that is the kind of look the Celtics aren't going to probably be able no, to pry him away. I mean, they're a competitive team. They're 18 and 11. And, and they're just waiting for Chandler Parsons to get healthy and come back. And while mm-hmm. Conley's back now, they're waiting for him to get healthy, too. By the way, Mike Con, I've always loved that, that Grizzlies roster. Not a lot of depth. No. But when they're healthy and Conley's uh, yeah. their point guard, they are a nasty, nasty team. Their problem historically, when I say historically, the last five years has been their starting lineup, great. Their bench, terrible. Awful. And uh, that, you know, when you, when you have those kind of players, um, you obviously build around the stars, but they just haven't been able to really build, you know, what even if they had the Celtics type of bench, uh, they I think they would be a true threat. But I think that's where the Celtics stand. I, I know there's been a ton of talk uh, the last uh, couple we just, of weeks. Can we circle back to Zach Randolph for a yeah, second? Yeah, we can. Why I think that would be a perfect addition. Why? Because Horford doesn't want to be a power forward. I believe he's a power forward. He wants to be a center. He's always wanted to be the center of a team. Right. Now, if you bring in Randolph, that's perfect. Because the other guys we've been talking about are all centers and really would need to play the center position. Right. And that means you have to move Horford to the four. So if you bring in a guy like Randolph or Zach Randolph himself or baby Randolph and Julius Randall, yeah. um, that solves a couple of issues with your team and doesn't uh, allow Horford to kind of become disgruntled and be like, well, what the hell? I'm supposed to be the five. Well, and that it would also point to why you would not bring in Boogie Cousins. I know. Because Boogie would want to be a center, right? Yeah. I mean, under that theory, he absolutely You're 100% would. right. He would want to be a center, and he should be the center. Yeah. He's a lot I mean, bigger than Horford. He's a lot bigger, and he's a lot better off. Well, I wouldn't say off. He's not better, much better offensively than Horford. Horford's pretty damn good offensively. He's, well, yes. In, in the grand scheme of things, he's not that. He's not overwhelmingly better because Horford is a better shooter yes. from range, even though Boogie has worked on that game and it's gotten better. But no one is as good around the rim offensively as DeMarcus Cousins is in the NBA right now. Okay, to boil it all down, Ben, there's been so much talk the last two to three weeks about the Celtics need a shooter. They need another scorer like a Clay Thompson. He would be, you know, the top of the the, the ladder, top, yeah. the top rung on the ladder in terms of priorities of who you would love to bring in as a scorer. I don't think that's their top priority. I've seen this team enough in person to know that defensively they struggle in late in games, even oh, against yeah. a team like Miami on Sunday night. They better get tougher underneath and better develop that attitude if they have any intention of, of challenging Toronto or Cleveland. You're That's where it's right. got to start. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. I, I don't know what else to do with this team. Yeah, we talked about they need a shooter, but that's second on the list. They need a big. They need a tough big. Who can grab rebounds? That's that should be the most important focus of the Celtics before the trade deadline. Grab a rebounder. I would agree. And uh, we got the schedule. Uh, you got the schedule in front of you. I do not, but I can in two seconds. Yeah, I let's uh, vamp here because I want to talk about the holiday schedule coming up. The Celtics have um, two more road road games on yep. the three game road trip. Yep, you got it in front of you. Yes, I do. They. Uh, Tuesday, the, they're in Memphis. Then right. Thursday, they're in Indian. Uh, Jesus Christ, Indianapolis. <laughs> Sorry, Friday, they're back home hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder, which I, you you know me, I, I love me some Russell Westbrook. Yeah, so I want to see that game. And then on Christmas, I, I finally, Celtics Knicks, Christmas yeah. Day. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Christmas games. I know. Uh, I just think that Christmas should be reserved for friends and family and relaxing and not. You know, 
wall-to-wall basketball. But look, the I NBA like, has a great thing going and I have for several years. I like basketball more than I like my friends and more than I like my family, so I'm okay with it. I love the NBA. Okay, I do. <laughs> I really do. But and you I like would your love family. it even more. But I love my family more. I'd love it even more in the NBA if the Philadelphia 76ers were a viable, relevant franchise. I know. Because I, I grew know. up with I'm them. Sorry. And, you know, I grew up with the, you know, the Andrew Tonys and the Maurice Cheeks. And, and Ivoroni. And Mark Ivoroni. <laughs> and uh, even Franklin Edwards. Bobby Jones. Franklin Edwards. Was Bobby your favorite? Franklin Edwards was, yes. who, who was uh, your guy. My, Dr. J was guy, obviously your guy, but. What? Dr. J was obviously your guy. No, he was not. Andrew Tony was my guy. Oh, you loved I Coke. I was 22 why. in high school because of Andrew Tony. You loved doing a bunch of blow. No, I did not. That is not true. <laughs> oh, not sorry. That was Andrew Tony who loved doing a bunch of blow. <laughs> I'm sorry. When Ben Simmons broke his foot, Ben, yeah. that was the curse of Harold Katz because it was Harold Katz who effed over Andrew Tony with the broken foot. If you remember the stress fracture... Uh, you won't want to get that, Ben? What the hell is that? I've never heard that phone Seriously, ever. get the phone, Ben. I have no idea. What... Uh, hello? This is a uh, first for the Celtics podcast brought Who? to you by JBL. Uh, Laura's in another studio right now. No. This is awesome. Do they want to join uh, who, in on who the is podcast? This? All right. Well, I'll have, uh, I'll have him call you. Yep. Bye. What does the caller think of Andrew Tony? That was someone who works here. That was someone who works over in traffic calling to talk to someone else. I'm like, that, that, you don't use that call, that line. Who, first of all, who How ever uses landlines anymore? You text. But anyway, I, I know you got to get going yep. to a, a production meeting. So yep. uh, that's where this podcast ranks on your list of priorities. I know that. But I want to wish you a happy <laughs> holiday. I hope you got some of the food because it's burning my breath right now. I, I put hot sauce on eggs because I go. love <clears throat> Tabasco sauce on eggs. You put that shit on everything. I do put that shit on everything. All right. Uh, just so people know. Yeah. In time for the holidays, you can follow me on Twitter. That'll be my Christmas gift to you at Young Ben WEI. And you can follow me at Trags, T R A G S. That would be Mike Petralia on Twitter at Trags, T R A G S. That'll do it for another edition of the Celtics podcast brought to you by JBL. I'm wishing everybody out there a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We'll talk to you Can next I get week. a happy Hanukkah in there? And a happy Hanukkah, Thank ben. you. Happy Hanukkah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.